today with Anthony Tiny Buso, world-class drummer extraordinaire. Welcome, Anthony. Hello, John. So How are you, buddy? <laughs> oh, fine, man. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and spending some time with us here today. So tell me, dude, what have you been up to musically? What, what's what's on the uh, the agenda for Anthony? What's, what are we doing? You know, it's funny. Um, anything, everything, and whatever I can make. If, if, dude, if I, I'll take a gig for 25 bucks playing Cajon. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> I, I do. I live in I live in Los Angeles, California. You know, I moved out here in 1989. Went to MI and learned at a really young age. You know, don't be too shy, man. You know, because you'll just you'll just be sitting in the background the whole time. So, and I thought I, I actually think that I used to be shy when I was a kid. When I was in high school, I think I was shy. I have since shed the shyness, and I, I don't shy away from any gigs. Um, I play with a band called TSOL. It's an old school, hard uh, punk rock band, and um, we average anywhere between 50 to 100 plus gigs a year. And um, I also have played in Head PE, The Dickies, Rhino Bucket, uh, Laura Dawn. I've recorded over 30, almost 40 albums for various artists from folk rock to metal to punk to rap metal and all that kind of stuff and i you know man i i take anything that comes my way man <laughs> that's great yeah that is so cool yeah you know what being a being a working musician is a tough lot man it really is i know you know and i've been following you for a while well, hell man i've known you since you were 12 Yep. at the Long Island Drum Center. That's when we Crazy. first met. I remember you being this kid going like, you know, just taking lessons and buying equipment. Yep. And then eventually I heard that you moved out to California and, yep. and I've been following you for a while with TSOL and, you know, I'm proud of you, man. You've been doing great. Oh, you thank really you, have, man. man. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love those guys. Rudy Weber, right? Was that the guy that worked there, Rudy? Rudy, yes. He, did he work with the choir boys? Is that the guy no, that played with the choir? No, he was with... Uh, uh, Oh shit! Now it's going to escape me totally. He, he, no, he, but he wound up hooking up Rudy Weber, right? Was that his name? Is it? Uh, I'm trying to think if he worked at. The, I remember Rudy working at the store in Belmore. Yeah, I yeah. remember I, you that. Know, I think I got his. I think I got his last name wrong. But anyway, Rudy was the guy that sold me my first drum kit, and then like a few years later, you know, he was on MTV with some band. And, I think uh, it was the choir. I think it was the choir boys. Yeah, and it the was, London choir boys. Yeah, and it was so great. I mean, I mean that place was just so cool. It's like where else could you walk into the Long Island Drum Center and see guys like you know Guy Gelso and and AJ Perro and yeah. you know Greg D'Angelo and I was talking the other day with Charlie Benante about the Long Island Drum Center and uh, I mean shit, man, I, I looked up to those guys so much when I was a kid. It was like. 
I mean, I just wanted to dress like him, let alone play like him. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get me some of those wrestling sneakers and some jam shorts, and I'm going to be able to play drum. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> oh, man. That is great. That I'm gonna go. So to, I'm gonna go to the mall and walk around in these wrestling sneakers and jam shorts, and everyone's gonna know I'm a drummer because only drummers dressed like that back well, in the day. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Only they're insane enough to do that. Exactly. That is so cool. That is funny. Yeah, man. but Dennis and Jerry, Dennis and Jerry, Ricky, great guys. Uh, they they helped me out so much in the beginning, as as well as Billy Messinetti, who is still working and still kicking ass. Yeah. Um, with a band, gosh, I think his band is called Island Head or something like that. Yeah, like, they're a reggae band. Bitchin' reggae yeah. band. He's He's got like hits on satellite radio and all this stuff. And if it wasn't for guys like Billy Messinetti busting my balls and Dom Famularo, I took, a, I took like maybe one or two lessons from Dom Famularo. Yeah. Man, guys like that, you just, you just they just, they, they broke the mold when they made guys like that, you know? Yeah. Because it just, it was like a, it was like a community, you know. It was like a family, you know. It's like, I mean, it really was run like a mom and pop store, the Long Island Drum Center. It was, man, for and, years. And I, and I and I just loved it. I'd go in there and I, I'd roll sticks and I'd, I'd be like, oh wow, this is a banana. Get rid of that. I didn't even know what the hell I was talking about, you know. I was like, I was like, I see all the other guys rolling sticks. I'm gonna roll some sticks. <laughs> yeah, Long Island Drum Center rules. It does, man. It absolutely does. That is so cool. That, that really is great memories, man. Great, great memories about that place. And it's still yeah, going strong. Sure. You know, it's still going strong over there. Yep. And uh, it's, so tell me about this, this charities you've been up to, this fundraising thing. I, I know that you're really big on saving animals and pet adoptions. And uh, like, what are the, the companies and what are the organizations you've been working with? Who are they, who are they and where are they based? Well, I mean, the main the main thing that I've been doing lately is just trying to uh, trying to not pay so much attention about uh, to myself mm. <laughs> because um, I am admittedly a, a selfaholic. <laughs> I uh, you know I, 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 I'm I, I'm I'm selfish. You know what I mean? And that that's kind of why I don't have children. I don't have a wife and all that kind of stuff. And I envy people that do. But um, I've just been selfish for a really, really long time, and I'm just trying to work um, back from that and just take care of other people and look out for other people. And, and um, you know, you could call it uh, getting old Catholic repenting, if you like. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the bottom line is, you know, I, 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 got, I got sober almost five years ago. July 6th will be five years. And I just kind of look out for people now and just try to help help out a little bit more than the average person, you know, whether it's, um, whether it's giving a bum five or 10 bucks. I, I, I'm really not the type of guy to give anybody a dollar because um, a dollar really doesn't do much. And, and I'm not judging these guys anymore either. It's just like, whatever, man, you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm not advocating drugs or alcohol because as I just said, I'm sober. But if this guy is so down and out in Beverly Hills that he's in a bum and ask me for five bucks, you know what, man? I'm going to give you five bucks whether you take it and you go get loaded with it. I don't care, man. The bottom line is you're having a real shitty day. You're bumming out. And I mean, some people will totally argue to the grave with me over this, but I, I, I don't argue. I don't judge. 
I just go, here you go, man, five bucks, because I did all right today, and here you go, here's five bucks, man. Go, And you know what? A lot of times they buy food. And then, um, you know, I, I can see, like, this guy walk into the store, turn around and buy food or get a cup of coffee. It makes me feel good. Sometimes I do just offer straight up to just buy them food. Hey, can I buy yeah. you some food? Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I this other, okay, quick story. I go to this guy the other night. I go, hey, man, I mean, this dude, I'm talking like, he, he was like a worm. You know, he was just on the ground squirming around. Wow. And I and I was like, and it's this place that I that I frequent often, and I've and I've since I, I've kind of every time I go there I feed this guy, but anyway, this one night I go, hey man, usually I just get some food or give him my leftovers of a sandwich or whatever that I bring out of the store, my my to go doggy bag or whatever. I go, hey man, you you look hungry. What, what would you like? He goes, okay, okay man, check it out. I want a piece of chicken, piece of fried chicken, a piece of chocolate cake, a side of coleslaw, and a Diet Coke. And now most, I know people that would just be like, dude, F you, man, I'm gonna get you a hot dog and you deal with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I go, I just look at this guy like, damn, okay, you know what you want, fine, man, whatever, you know, and, and seven, eight dollars, whatever, who cares, you know, I got and this guy just, and I handed him the bag, I said, there you go, man, there's your piece of chocolate cake, there's your, there's your chicken breast fried chicken, there's your side of coleslaw, and there's your Diet Coke, and he just looked at me like, I had just given him the winning lottery ticket, you know what I mean, and that kind of stuff, try it sometime, it makes you feel like a million bucks, and that's another selfishly self-serving thing to do, because... <laughs> In the end, well, seven I, bucks. You feel great. You feel great. Well, yeah, you know? well, yeah, you definitely, you definitely do feel great about that. That's I mean, I sure. do. I do the same thing with like these animals. You know, I'm always fostering it. Not always, but I've fostered a bunch of animals. I have found, um, you know, homes for five or six puppies. You know, from a litter that they were going to be taken to the pound. I'm like, mm. don't take these dogs to the pound. Give me like three or four days. Let me post some pictures on my Facebook page, and next thing you know, these things get scooped up. That's all it really takes. I mean, if 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 I could give one example to people on how to help and just 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 share a post like that, all you yeah. literally have to do is simply share a post. post. You don't have to write anything. You just press that little button in the bottom right below the picture that says share, and then it says share now public. You just go click. Yeah, you don't have to write a post about it. Just share it because you never know. Someone on your page might be touched that you bother to share it and read it more, yeah. or someone on your page might really want to adopt a dog and read it. And um, I also work with the Burbank Animal Shelter. I raise money for them every year around November, December, and uh, I've raised so far three thousand bucks for them over the past few years. I've also raised probably another two thousand dollars. Plus from and these are all private donations that people just send me money to my PayPal account. That's so cool. Yeah, and through and 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 with in the interest of being totally transparent, I then send people screen captures of my PayPal account numbers and of bills that I've paid, of the receipts, you know, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff because I just want people to give again when I ask next year. Yeah. Or if <laughs> something comes up and I see someone that that's in dire need. If we can raise 500 bucks, look, I got 3,000 Facebook friends. Everyone gives me 50 cents. I got the money. You know what I mean? And it's exactly. like, you know, I have people donate everything from a dollar 
on my PayPal account, which it ends up costing me 60 cents to get, um, to sending me $5 in the mail in a note because they don't have a PayPal account and they don't have a bank account, but then they're broke like a joke. And they tell me in their, in their letter to me on Facebook, I don't hardly have any money myself, but I believe in what you're doing. I think it's cool. And I'm just going to send you $5 to your address. Is that okay? And then I'm like, absolutely. And then I send them my address and they're like, I can't believe that you just sent me your address. I'm like, what do you think? I'm freaking Rod Stewart. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. I'm like, you want to buy for a cup of coffee one day and you're in LA, knock on the door, you know? Um, yeah. And then I've had, and then I've had people like, uh, my really good friend, Rod Strafe, who, uh, um, you know, this guy, this guy sends me 500 bucks, a thousand bucks at a time. At a wow. This guy's probably donated over 2000 bucks to me. That's been, that's which I then, yeah. Which I then in turn give out. And, and it's not just dogs and homeless people. I mean, I've raised money for a, a family that was in Missouri that was without power, was without their mortgage payment, was without their propane bill. The propane guy was in the driveway, and he was going to turn off their propane. It was minus 20 degrees. And uh, within a couple of hours, I raised 600 bucks, and uh, I took it out of my account because I didn't have it yet through PayPal, and I paid that propane bill like while they were in the driveway. And then the next day, we went to the bank, and we paid... Eleven hundred or twelve hundred dollars on their Wells Fargo mortgage, you know, because this woman, because this woman was so down and out, um, her mother was dying of cancer, and she wasn't able to work. She was taking care of her mom, and her husband's a substitute teacher, and yada yada yada. For whatever, whatever the case may be, again, there's no judgment. Just people are just bumming, and she, this person didn't ask for anything. She's just my friend on Facebook. I see these posts. I go back to her page and I start looking at it. I'm like. God, how sad! What a bummer! You know, maybe yeah. if I post something, uh, uh, something sweet and kind about these people, and maybe we can put put a couple bucks together. And this is all. This is you know this this stuff comes from. This comes from my mom and dad because my mom and dad were the most ridiculously giving and generous people that I've ever met in my whole life. They were like the friggin' mayor and the mayoress, if there was such a thing, of my family and of my of my community and everything like that. Like people just love my mom and dad and you know, they they were always helping out. They were always giving to the church and they were always giving to, to the school and they were always giving of their time, whether it was coaching games and doing this stuff and my mother with PTA and arts and crafts and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, later on in life after I, you know, blew myself out acting like a jackass on the road for a million years starting to uh, think about just giving back to other people and it makes me feel like a million bucks so it's a little bit a little bit selfish and, and self-serving there <laughs> but people are getting people are really digging on it and people are responding to it and people help out all the time and I can't thank my Facebook friends enough for uh, everything that they've done Wow, that's great. That's a great story, man. That is really cool. I had no idea that you were that involved in in so many different facets of 
of fundraising and charities. That really is cool. So did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that definitely answered the question, my man. I can, I can ramble on, dude. How long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it as long as we have to go to get all your information in, man. That's all. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal at all. Let's talk about Sullen TV, man. What's going on with Sullen, uh, the Sullen Arts? What's happening with that? Well, my, my good friend Rick Thorne, who's a pro BMX biker, um... I met him a couple times, but then really just kind of got reacquainted him at the, reacquaint, reacquainted with him at the last Nam show, and we were standing there next to um, some of the sullen guys, and Rick's like introduced me to the sullen guys, and I'm like, oh, how you doing? Blah 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 blah. And Rick's like, yeah, Tiny plays with uh, TSOL and this and that, and and Jeremy Hanna, who is the owner and CEO of Sullen was like, I love TSOL, that's rad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, great, man, thank you so much. You know, and um, subsequently, I just kind of hit them up because I had been doing this show with Ricky Rackman called Fork in the Road on T Radio V, and it's still there in archive. If you go to tradiov.com and look up the um, the programs and the shows, look for uh, Ricky Rackman's Fork in the Road. It might also be listed just under Fork in the Road. Um, so I've been doing that, and I was kind of like the de facto punk rock Ed McMahon. And uh, I also did some like man on the street type interview type stuff like that, but mainly I was the, the front of the show announcer, and then I'd come on and do some silly segments and, and uh, do some trivia questions and lose and eat cat food or something like that. <laughs> but, but you know, I've always kind of been a bit of a ham and, um, you know, did acting for a few years and was in a bunch of movies that you've all turned off halfway through and uh, just a bunch of garbage. And But I, I, I dig, uh, I dig like, you know, hosting and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I started checking out these sullen guys. I was like, wow, they got... So they got sullen TV, which is another facet of the brand and um, Sullen Clothing Company is like the leading brand in um, like the tattoo community, the tattoo and and, um, and alternative, if you will, industry and uh, they do a lot of, uh, they do a lot of amazing, amazing commissioned art and uh, one of a kind drawings and stuff like that that artists do for them then they, they create into t-shirts and they do limited runs of these things, like 500 or whatever. You know, I'm not even really sure the number. I'll probably get scolded. But they don't do, like, you know, 5,000 of the same T-shirt. They do a few hundred of these things. You know, each artist gets a few hundred or, or thousand, whatever the case may be. The point is it's limited. And um, and they do a lot of coverage. Solon TV does a lot of coverage of, like, um, uh, 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 like just music festivals and and tattoo conventions because there's tattoo conventions all over the country and subsequently all over the world and I'm sure you know as a tattooed man yourself mm -hmm. that the industry is growing you know exponentially every single month yeah. I mean it is getting bigger and bigger to the point where um, these people like Sullen TV are building entire businesses and entire industries uh, based on tattoos and tattoo communities. So um, I asked them, how can I get involved? I'd love to do some hosting of some shows. They have another another host, a beautiful woman called Bernadette that hosts for them. And uh, Rick Thorne that I mentioned earlier also does some uh, some hosting for them. 
And they said, yeah, man, we would love that. We would love that. As a matter of fact, we were just talking this week. So it was really kismet. They were just talking that week about Solon TV's music brand and the side of music that they wanted to open. And I said, hey, man, I'm your guy. You know what I mean? I can go out on the street and interview these people. I can talk to bands on the road. I can talk to all these different bands. I've got so many friends and peers and, and just common folk that I know that play in bands and I can go from you know like the little garage band guys and and help break a band yeah. with it with a cool interview to like you know the corns and and the stone sours and bands like that who I really 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 want to interview for my show uh, which I think would be really great and would get us a lot of viewers and would really help take the sullen TV brand to where it's got to go so right now I've got this show called Tiny Talk, and um, it is basically going to be an anywhere from four to five minute webisode every week that they are going to release onto YouTube because they have a, they have an agreement with YouTube to stream uh, live you know live events and um, to stream content for selling TV and selling clothing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean it's just kind of just kind of getting started, but I'm hoping to blow it up. In the next year, I've I've uh, I've filmed a bunch of things, and I think I have about five or six shows worth of content. And the first one is hopefully going to be out by the end of um, May. So wow. it'd be great. That's going to be really really cool. Yeah. And I heard tell I heard tell about this thing with Gibson that uh, looks like you're going to be doing. What's happening with that? Yeah. Well, Gibson um, is Gibson is being. Um, uh, really cool right now they have a they have a um uh it's hard to explain but they want to they want to widen their base and they want to create a lifestyle with their brand not just a guitar you know that's the thing with all these companies and we're all starting to realize now that it's not just about anthony buso plays drums well, what does Anthony Busso do? Well, Anthony Busso entertains. Well, how does Anthony Busso enter? Well, Anthony Busso would like to do drum clinics, and he would like to motivationally speak, and he would also like to do career seminars, and he would also like to do one-on-one -on -one Skype drum lessons. He'd also like to do classroom drum lessons. He's also like, you know what I mean? So there's a million different things that I can do for myself as as a brand, you know? And um, so Gibson's being. Uh, uh, really cool and they're basically looking at me to, to host some of their red carpet events along with my cousin Carrie Ingvarsson mm -hmm. who is kind of a hot shot I'm not gonna lie she's definitely a lot cooler than me I mean um, her company um, Gen Art and the King Collective are uh, really really big marketing and branding companies they moved out here from New York to uh, the Ingvarsons moved out here from New York to uh, start kicking some butt on the West Coast, and it seems like that's happening. So, wow. um, talking with the Gibson folks right now, just had our first meeting, but uh, yeah, doing some stuff with them where we're just going to be like doing like a, a, a you know anything from a red carpet interview to maybe um, like a two-walled post and rail step and repeat type of thing on the side of an event with a couch and a camera. And you know, we get like Mike Piazza comes in 
and we talked to Mike about you know playing drums and playing guitar and what it's like for him to be a Dodger and a musician and blah 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 and all this kind of stuff. And um, he was a Dodger, right? Okay, I'm not really much into sports. Neither am I. I'll just roll with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and um, you know and ask him about you know guitars and this and that. And then we put a cool ass Gibson guitar in his lap and say, well, thank you so much for the interview. You can keep the guitar. Wow. So, so yeah. Cool. So it's going to be kind of one of those things where where they have okay, we've got the new Gibson blah 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 guitar. This is what this is what we're trying to launch this this brand or this model, and then we go out there and we pump it with with interviews. And they're talking about Nashville, New York, and Los Angeles right now as the locations. So that could be really cool. It is not set in stone yet that I am doing it, but it is definitely something that we are moving forward with. And talking about, and it's just that's just that's just a couple of things. I'm just trying to do whatever I can to get out there and just like keep myself alive. Yeah, exactly, man. You know that is so so cool. Yeah. So just just to like to wrap things up here and stuff. What do you have in store for 2014? What do you think is uh, what's coming down the road for you? Uh, well, I've got a, a a week's worth of shows with uh, with TSOL mid May. And uh, we're we're playing with a band called the Anti Nowhere League, which is from Europe. I think they're from England. I'm not really sure. Um, uh, I don't want to say they're limeys, and they might be mixed. You know what I mean? You, you never oh. know. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a that's a little that's a little racial humor, folks. Um, so so yeah, we don't know. I, I, I'm Anti Nowhere League from the land unknown. But anyway, yes. yeah, we're doing, some, we're doing some shows with them. Um, we're still figuring out what we're going to do with Europe uh, in the at the end of summer, and then uh, we're supposed to be going out with the Damned around uh, the fall for their spooky Halloween run, and we will be on the East Coast, so that could be fun, and I might be able to might be able to see some of my friends on the East Coast. Yeah, that sounds really cool. You, yeah, got, yeah. you got yourself a nice busy rest of 2014. It sounds like. Yeah, it's it's looking that way, you know, and I just. I just did a little. I just did a little uh, a boom clinic, a boom school at Musicians Institute with uh, special guest Billy Sheehan, which isn't too shabby. Not at all, my man. That's uh, that's pretty cool. He's out with the Winery Dogs right now, and they're tearing it up. Oh man, I love that. I love that record. I mean, Billy gave me that record. He gave me like a special advanced copy before it came out, and he it, it, it's just crazy, man. The people that I've been fortunate enough to bump elbows with out here, it's just amazing. You know, it's like. I, I sent him a text, I go, because we've been friends for 20 years. I sent him a text, I go, God, dude, because he posted on Facebook. He's a great Facebook poster. And um, I said, wow, dude, that Winery Dogs is great. I don't get excited about new music ever. And that is a great record. He's like, man, I'm so happy that you like it. So happy that you like it, Tiny. And I said, man, that's great. And then I kept posting it and reposting it and reposting it mm -hmm. and sharing it. And he texts me the next day. He goes, "Man, why don't you come over after the after uh, you're done doing work today, whatever it is you're doing, and I will give you a record and we'll we'll listen to it together." I'm like, "Let's do it." So we listened to a few tunes. He gave me the he gave me the Japanese uh, import, and uh, we BS'd about music. He invited me over to his house, and yeah, I mean, my Mike Portnoy, you can't go wrong with that guy. It's like freaking Superman <laughs> on drums. Yeah, I know. I mean, that guy, <laughs> Mike. Listen, try to play four four for a second. Ah, forget it. <laughs> but that guy, yeah, he's amazing. And I got an article coming out in Modern Drummer 
this month, uh, May, the May issue of uh, Modern Drummer, I have an article about the Drum Off event, which is sponsored by Guitar Center, that I cover every year for Modern Drummer. It is a, uh, a two-page spread um, with uh, information about all the uh, bands that performed and special guests that performed this year, which for me, it was just great to see Steve Ferroni play with the average white band. It was ridiculous. You know, Stuart Hamish and all, like a bunch of the original guys and, and his horn, the, the two horns, Stuart Hamish, and then Oz Noy played with them, which was wow. like ridiculous. It, it was like, it's just so great. Living out here in Los Angeles, sometimes I just really get to see the most ridiculous stuff go down. And that that was definitely one of the highlights of the year. But uh, but yeah, right. I, I get I get to write for Modern Drummer. I mean, pinch me now. It's like, That's you know, so cool. that magazine was. It still is. It's. it's I, I mean, is if we had video, I would show you. I'm looking at four copies of it right now from <laughs> the last four months. But um, but yeah, it's just been it's just been a lot of fun. And you know, I've just been really fortunate. The amount of work and the amount of exposure and the amount of great shows and great friends that I've made through drumming, it's one of the best things in the world. And it's one of the things that I kind of, I have no problem saying preach to drummers. It's like, man, don't get into drumming because you want to be a rock star. I mean, that's a great idea in the beginning, but it, it's it, it's very hard to do these days. You know what I mean? Just get into drumming because you dig music and you have a passion for drumming and you love to do it and just keep doing it and you never know where it'll take you. I am like the lowest guy on the totem pole with a lot of my endorsements, but I am just so fortunate to be even included on the totem pole. I said to one guy, I forget who it was, I said, I'm the guy on the totem pole that's in the ground. Can't even see my head. And he goes, yeah, but the guy that's, the guy that's in the ground is the foundation and is what makes the totem pole strong. That's correct. And I said, thank you. So yeah, Crush, Crush Drums, Sabian Cymbals, Vic Firth Sticks, Evans Drumheads, Dan Moore Percussion, Kelly Shoe, uh, Mike Products, and am I forgetting anybody? And Ahead Armor Cases. Those guys just take such good care of me and they provide me with some of the best stuff in the world. And if it wasn't for them, I would be flat broke having to pay for drum stuff to play. Yeah. Because let's face it, I break that shit. Yeah, that's it. It's what we do. That stuff gets broken. <laughs> it does. Well, if people want to get a hold of you, Anthony, how, how do they do that? Well, I'm on me. Facebook, um, uh, Anthony Tiny Buso, B as in boy, I-U-S-O. I'm on Instagram at Tiny Bubs with a Z, B-U-B-Z, one B-Z, uh, Tiny B-U-B-Z. And I'm on Twitter, but not that much, at Tiny Buso. B-I-U-S-O again. And then there's always the uh, AnthonyBuso.com, which John O'Reilly was so nice enough to help me get up and running. And, and uh, yeah, help me with the School of Boom and all this great stuff. And I've got T-shirts and heads and sticks and all that kind of stuff for sale. And, um, you know, I'll sign anything and send it out. I'm not going to be like Ringo Starr and be like, with peace and love, please don't send any more things to be signed. I will not sign them after October 5th with peace and love. Thank you. Don't send it. I will not sign it. Thank you. I love you all. <laughs> Something like that. I think that was pretty good. Though. He, that's pretty much his message on YouTube. That is it. I'm pretty sure of that. And I'll also remind our listeners that you can be reached uh, if they text the word BOOM to the number 58885. 
that would be the quickest and easiest way to get uh, onto Anthony's list. And I just want to thank you so much, man, for coming by, man. Thank you for uh, stopping by and talking to me. It really is a great pleasure, and, uh, you know, I'm proud of you, man. And like I said, I've known you since you were like 12 years of age, and you're out there kicking ass, man. And oh, that's please. What and I, I, you know what? That's really nice of you to say, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> I am proud of you because you were, you were just you were a super nice guy, and, um, you know, we didn't interact that much. It was kind of like, hi, how you doing, buddy? Right on, buddy. Good to see you. Give me 10 bucks for those sticks. See you later. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you were one of those guys that I followed through the years. And, you know, I, uh, when I see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I'm like, wow. I go, this guy. Look at this guy. I'm looking at you on Skype right now. You got 4,000 gold records and platinum <laughs> albums behind your head. And uh, you're going to be proud of me, but I'm proud of you because I'm just happy that all my friends and that people that I knew from back in the day and people that are were at my very roots of drumming are still drumming and still playing and still kicking ass and still thriving and proving to everybody out there that this is a career, man. You look, we were just talking about Frank Bellucci, John Fabaccia, yeah. all these guys still playing still kicking ass still playing clinics um billy messinetti again it's just like though i i'm proud of all those guys and those i look up to those guys i know you guys all kind of say that stuff about me because i'm the younger guy but man i'm not much younger and i look at it like you know we were all in the trenches and it's just so cool to like see the freaking long island cats just out there playing and we're all underdogs, man. I look at it like that. It's like yeah. you, we all can't be Tommy Lee. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 you just gotta go out there and just work, you know, and just play. You work. I, I really don't want to work as much as Frank Bellucci does. Get ahead, because that freaking <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> that guy plays about forty-two gigs a day. He does. I mean, <laughs> he's bizarre, man. That's it. <laughs> yep. But anyway. I think it's funny that we end on Frank Bellucci. There you go. Done. I definitely think it is. Thank you again, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. See you later. See you later on. Bye-bye now. Coffee in my car One day without 
get too far. Keep on moving.